Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to a fantastic episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Here with the Holy Trinity, that is Mike and Rowett. How you two doing? Fantastic. All good over here. It's a little chilly. I know Rowett's not chilly with that sweatshirt it's a on. Lot chilly that's a, here that's a hot sweatshirt. The undefeated sweatshirt? Hey, it's what, what with uh, the 37s. That's dope. I remember you got the shorts. Oh, yeah. I got the shorts, got the sweatshirt. Uh, I'm still contemplating if I want to get the corresponding kicks as well. Hey, but 37s we'll are on sale on Nike's website. So if you want to get the undefeated, other ones are cheaper. No, they're on sale, but then with Swoosh, they're still cheaper on Swoosh. And the one bad thing about Swoosh is you can't stack coupons because if I could get those at, let's say, two digits, Yo. that's a RoboCop. Uh, the shorts the shorts sold out, man. I tried to get a pair of the shorts, and they're all gone. It breaks my little. Oh, no. And, Robbie, I learned from your grievances, so to speak, because I was like, I'm going to get these on sneakers. I'm ready to commit to paying 80 bucks for a pair of shorts. Who am I? Don't ask. And then to your point, they sold out like that. Luckily for me, Undefeated still had a full size run on their actual website. So I just bit the bullet and paid the $12 extra for shipping and handling. But it's worth it. There's some good stuff. (laughs) Um, A lot of good collabs and brand partnership stuff that's been coming out with not a lot of fanfare. We'll dip into all that. But um, I'm happy you got the hoodie and the whole fit. Mike, I'm happy you're here. Listeners, we're all happy that you're here. I have a fun little episode. We're going to talk about um, some of the new John Morant colorways that debuted or got released out to the public through a little media event last week. And shoes on the road. It's kind of going to be our main topic. So, um, you know, can we start out with some rocking and copping? Has anybody been rocking or copping anything? Mike, you gave the double thumbs up. You can go first. Yeah, I just came back from the grocery store, so I had to rock something. There you go. Uh, Saucony Grid Azura. Uh, in the from their Planet Pack in a Venus colorway, super comfortable shoes, super slept on, of course, you know how it is. But um, Rockinos and Coppin, we just talked about it before we got on on air. But uh, Playoff 13s are in my my crosshairs. Don't want to pay full price, and I definitely missed the shock drop. So kind of a bittersweet because I didn't want to give them the 200 plus, but I'm okay with waiting, so I don't have to give them 200 plus. But you would have impulsively. You know what? I probably put it in my cart and be like, "No, don't do this. You're stupid. Get out of here." As somebody that had that same internal dialogue out loud and startled one of my coworkers, thinking <laughs> that I called her stupid, I said, "No, no, Maribel, you're not stupid. 
Rowe is stupid for having this conversation out loud and referring to himself in the third person. Roe is stupid. Uh, that was going to be my cop. And then I literally heard both of you and Mike, you were the angel on my shoulder. Robbie, you were the <laughs> devil on mine saying, yes, you should get those. What are we doing, bro? So luckily to say Mike won this round, but I regret that because for every Mike win, there's going to be an inevitable Robbie win. That's going to make me feel very disgusted and not only myself, but my lack of a bank account. As for what I was rocking, I mean, I've got my solid rotation, uh, my fly goies, which yesterday, like I broke an all time step barrier and hit 25,000 steps. And I realized that shoe is not meant for stepping like, like that. So it, it, I think it's permanently in the Lamborghini door phase now. So that lets me know that I've got a new copping ahead of me. So that's my rock. And that's Bro, my I know the Robbie, van had you? the hot steppers for like 35 bucks a week or so ago. Maybe that's the shoe. All these hot steps you're putting in. Maybe in the that's hot stepper. Um, yeah. You know, the hot stepper. I do like how we, we're all very different with our rocks. Um, I'm fully branded up for a reason because I wore my solar boost uh, today. Uh, it's not an accident. Uh, I love these <laughs> things, though. You can find them super on sale in a various uh, degree of colorways. Um, super comfortable shoe. Probably like... 40 to 65 bucks you can find these in your size That's the deal. Um, full boost super comfortable highly recommend check these out if you haven't worn a pair before and today the the bb 4002 think about that name think about it long and hard um these came in today couple couple hot points uh number one these are not a skateboarding shoe i had to do a little research these are a Reebok retro basketball shoe. Um, retooled a little bit, but um, it looks big skater. And the grip here is super abrasive and grippy. Like it would be very, very useful in holding on to grip tape. But it just, it's not. Um, these are from the Valentine's Day pack. There is um, a, a, a workout leather and an OmniZone 2. Um, but these are the the four thousands and they're all kind of like wine themed. There's really cool cork, um, little touch on the back oh, nice. and the stamp here. You can't read it in my camera, but it says uh, Reebok wine. And on the tongue, it has like a, uh, like a wine label type deal and it's velvety on the inside. And the label on the front says there's, there's hints of uh, uh black cherry, stru- no um, grape, black cherry, here and strawberry so the names all kind of fit really really cool super comfortable i wouldn't think they'd be this comfortable but i really enjoyed wearing them so uh check these out they just dropped on reebok um part of the valentine's day pack and when it comes to copping before we started recording i was checking out some workout shoes i'm trying to get more back into shape and i think i might become wonder woman and get the nano x Two, and the it. Wonder Woman colorway. Those are super cool. I don't care. I, I don't play. Um, I don't play genders when it comes to my superheroes. If I, think I like they come you, in I like size you. anyway. Like I want them to. My wife has those. Uh, shout, shout out to the team at Reebok for sending those over to her. But those are so slick, man. They're such a good shoe. Very, very Woman. into them. Yeah. The Wonder Woman Reebok Nano. It's a very faithful, almost a cartoony like faithful rendition of what Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm wears um so speaking of wares um john morant right historically won kevin durant signature shoe rocker and 
Kobe rocker and just overall fan of early 2000s. Well, pardon, late 2000s, early 2010 <laughs> basketball shoes. So his joints finally dropped. Uh, we got to see a couple colorways now. Uh, and I can really feel the influence of the type of shoes he enjoyed wearing pre-signature shoe and what it looks like mm-hmm. as a signature shoe. So, Roy, I'll let you kind of dive into it a little bit since uh, you're uh, you're familiar with uh, some of the in-house team there. But uh, how are we feeling about the new jaw colorways? Thumbs up, thumbs down, two up. up. I think I've had a very complicated history with the Ja one, as we've unofficially referred to it as the Ja Janowski one, and we're just kind of lambasting the colorway. But then I saw that early Grizzlies colorway, which I think borrows homage or pays homage rather to the Vancouver Grizzlies in that teal. Mm -hmm. And that's when it clicked for me. And I think Memphis also, their first year, they also had that teal incorporated into their uniform before it went a little bit more navy and black the way we're used to seeing now. But that is that jackpot colorway. Now I get it. Now I get the hype. Now I would like to see what else we're working with because it's a proof of concept. But when you nail that proof of concept, it's like winning the press conference because a lot of times now with our sports uh, stars and our teams, there's talk about winning the games that sometimes you have to win the press conference. John won, <laughs> finally won the press conference. Now I'm excited to see what else we got because you need that initial proof of concept. And I know I'm starting to sound like broken record, but I'm also getting enthusiastic about it because I didn't think I'd get here. So – yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, man. I know you and I talked about it a little while back, and we just weren't weren't impressed. We we're like, we want to see more. Let's see some more uh, colors. Maybe that will just that can be the game changer. And lo and behold, that Vancouver Grizzly, uh, you know, homage is really nice. I mean, at this point, I think that should have been a launch colorway or should be the launch colorway. Because that's the one that speaks to me over the rest of them. I know that purple is probably going to be the first one. Uh, they always want to do like kind of wild color first and team colors after. But I really think that's the one that stands above the rest right now. Um, so if we did some more items like that or more colors like that, I'm, I'm all for it. I think if the color has to be right on that shoe to make it pop. Because design-wise, again, I don't. I hate to like even say it like this, but I think the shoe has a, for lack of better words, a little bit of boringness to it. But you put a colorway like that, that, that Vancouver Grizzly colorway, I'm, I'm all about it. Can I ask you guys this question? Compare and contrast that with the Kyrie one to me. Because now I'm almost kind of getting Kyrie one vibes looking at it. Because to Mike's point, and I'm sure Robbie's also going to articulate something similar. It's like when you nail that colorway, then mm-hmm. it unlocks not only your desire to buy it, but the possibilities of – Hmm, what does this remind me of? Or what could this lead down the line for the Jaw 2, Jaw 3, Jaw 4? Yeah, I mean, Kyrie 1s, you look at it design originally, it's like, oh, okay. But they just came with a life. They're just team colorways. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's a nice shoe. It's good for what it is. But those colors they released from the All Star, it was like the All Silver. Uh, you had that, was that that purplish colorway that came out the first, uh, uh, first colorway? You had the Infrared, which that's the one I bought. There's a lot of there's a lot of good colors that really accented the features of the shoe, like that all kind of that netting on top of it, those spikes on the heel. There's a lot of things that accentuated those features, which made it from oh this could be kind of plain to probably one of the best initial uh, introduction signature shoes I think. See, the Kyrie one is a shoe that I bought I think, two colorways of, mm-hmm. and I now own zero pairs of. So as I didn't. 
I didn't love the design. I didn't love the way it fit on my foot, but the colorways mm-hmm. popped. The the grizzly one we all keep alluding to, um, it's called the Scratch colorway, which I think is a really great name. But I mean, for the same reason why you two like it, I don't like the Scratch one as much because it feels like a little kid shoe. You guys have kids, so it's a different vibe. But hey, you know, you the trivia night one, I think that's my most interesting or the one I find most interesting because I also like trivia games. Fun fact about Robbie, John Morant also does. Um, so I've, that tie in, I like. And I like the little like question, um, you know, little question print, little sentence phrase print going through it. Mm-hmm. But um, we got to see more. Wrote brought up a great point of like when you look at it next to a Kyrie one, they look similar. I don't love either one, but I can see how the right flavor on it is going to spice it up and it's going to make it do. Yeah, see, look, that's the all star one from what, yeah, the Brooklyn. I, the Brooklyn. I like that one. I remember I was I had bought that infrared color of that pair, and I had a choice between uh, that and then the Steph Curry ones, that dark matter color. I ended up going to Curry ones, but that's one I wish I actually would have bought and held on to because I, I like that color. Let's see. The no, sure. the heel scrapes on that it, it's a it's an interesting shoe not for everyone. Um, anywho, it, no, and I think to follow up Robbie's point, it is one of those shoes that if it doesn't heel scrape you, it's a great shoe. But it's also a snapshot in time because I think we haven't been captivated by a guard like this since Kyrie in his rookie season or in his first couple of years. So it's yeah. nice to kind of see what's old is new, and even though things change, they still. Are, remain relatively the same we've got yeah. these exciting pass first or explosive point guards i wouldn't say pass first so apologies for the faux pas but it is what it is in terms of ultimately we all want to be a part of the hype and right now, yeah, that guy. he's got the juice he's got the swag he's got whatever you want to believe in in your particular region and we're excited and that's all you can ask for in today's day and age yeah. hey, do those trivia night ones do they kind of give you just first glance they almost give me KD4 nerf vibes to it. Just real quick, I know it clearly it's very yeah. different, but just that color blocking, the greens, the purple, it does. Red. No, the, the, the yeah. blue. Yeah, it, it 100% does. So, I mean, I mean, tell me this is, is, is the John, let's say you're going on a seven day trip. Um, is the John Morant one good? Are you bringing a pair in your bag for a seven day trip? Okay, time out. Did you know that we have an entire network of podcasts? That's right called the Retrospect Podcast Network, and it includes a number of shows that you might like if you're enjoying this one. First up is for the F1 fans. Exhaust Notes is a Formula One podcast that's the perfect balance for the new fans joining the sport and the tried and true diehard F1 fans who've been there all along. New episodes of Exhaust Notes drop every Tuesday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and at exhaustnotes.fm. We've also got a show for the fitted hat collectors out there called Crown and Stitch. As a baseball fan, I've been obsessed with hats for as long as I can remember. And the number of people collecting now has gone through the roof. It reminds me of sneakers back in the day, and I absolutely love seeing creativity of the new releases. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode of Crown & Stitch on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Stitch. If you follow me personally on social platforms at Nick Engvall, you probably already know I first dipped my toes in the podcast game back in 2015 with a show called Outside the Box. Originally hosted by my friends Brandon Edler and Jacques Slade, it eventually evolved into a show with Tiffany Beers, Jacques Slade, and myself, and then into an interview series with some amazingly creative guests. While the show has gone through a lot of changes throughout the years, and it's currently on hiatus, a lot of people have been enjoying past episodes recently, and I'm excited to say I have new episodes in the works for the new year. We'll be adding new podcasts to the Retrospect Network in the coming months as well, 
In fact, if you'd like to advertise on any of the shows, be a guest on any of the shows, or even talk to us about getting your own podcast started, reach out to us at podcast at sneakerhistory.com and find out more about the podcast network at retrospectpodcast.com. Only if I'm hooping, but no, probably not. <laughs> well, so this is the segue that Rob is looking for. I would say this, a lot of my travel footwear tends to commemorate the trip that I'm on. So I was fortunate enough to go to the 2012 Olympics. I think I wore the KD four gold medals and the Kobe seven USAs for that trip. Nice. And now I regret it because they're both fire shoes and I beat them up to hell because we were walking up and down uh, London town. But at the same time, if I am going to a trivia competition, why not flex a little on these people? Because if I can pull the trivia equivalent of a tomahawk dunk like John Moran can, that's probably as close as I'm going to get to the man, the myth, the legend. So why not? Mike, you're not, I'll say, uh, unless you're hoping. I mean, so, I mean, I, oh, go ahead. No, please, go ahead. I mean, for me, I'm always kind of, uh, I'm always going to figure out, I like to pack with a purpose. So if I know I'm going somewhere with, like, if we go see my wife's side of the family and, like, her cousins who are my age and we like to play basketball, I was like, all right, are we playing ball? I'm packing a basketball shoe. But if not, I try to avoid, I try to pack for comfort and pack for, you know, for the, taking a, the smallest amount of surface area in my bag with my shoes. Okay. So you, each of you touched on a bulletin point I kind of wanted to hit on. So we'll, we'll loop back around. The reason why is because I've been putting a lot of thought, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do this. The second you know you're going on a trip, you start out r- putting an outrageous amount of thought into what shoes you're going to bring and for how long and X, Y, and Z. So for months, I will be thinking about what shoes I'm going to bring when I go and travel in May. So, I mean, my first question I kind of wanted to get an idea from, and Ro, you kind of answered it just in your example of London, is when you travel, do you try to bring, or do you even think about bringing shoes that are in like the same like category? So you brought the KD4 and a, and a Kobe 7, super similar shoes and like, a, you know, an anatomy standpoint of how they're formatted. Um, do you Very do you slender. say do you say hmm okay I need to have like one runner do I need to have uh, one like stunner shoe I need to have one like slide easy to get in do do either one of you kind of do that because I do I like to think of like I, what's my runner what's my my flashy shoe my everyday I walker play the crowd where I'm out so like when right before COVID happened when I went to uh, Chicago for the All Star Game. I packed Raptor Sevens. I packed Black uh, Black Metallic Fives. It made sense, right? I'm in Chicago All Star Game. It's just like, and for lack of better words, I have to have something noteworthy on foot, especially if I'm in that kind of presence. So there was no runner involved. It's like I'm wearing Jordans. I'm wearing OG Jordans that entire trip. Even if there's only two pairs, I'm gonna make sure I put those in heavy rotation. But if I'm just going somewhere where is no not sneaker related, not what we do related. If I'm going to see family, my family don't care what shoes I have on. Like, and all honesty, like a lot, a lot of people now they like, know what we do. They're like, oh, what no, do you have? Like, they, you're they, going they on vacation. It? You're not going to your mom's house. You're not going to your parents' house in, in this seven day trip example. Go. You're going anywhere, but is it your parent? Like, you're going on vacation somewhere. Wherever you want to yeah. go to vacation to. It's a week vacation for Mike. But the double Jordan setup is interesting because you're going to put miles in walking. You're going to do tourist walking Yo. in Jordans. I killed them things, bro. But they were still fresh. It was snowing, so it was perfect. They were like snow boots. Huh? It was 
I walked probably like Roy talked about earlier, like twenty something thousand steps. Cause I just stayed there, and just walked everywhere. I took no Ubers, walked everywhere I went, and it just because I knew what I was doing, like where I was, it just felt right. I had no complaint about hurting my feet. Uh, Jordan Sevens are actually oddly comfortable enough to walk in all day, uh, so I'm telling you, it doesn't was, bother you. It was, it was. I wasn't, I wasn't upset. But if I'm just going somewhere on a trip, I probably throw a Ultra Boost are coming. I, I don't care. I have plenty enough colors to grab one. Ultra Boost are first thing in the bag. Um, if it's somewhere like, oh, okay, well, we may go somewhere nice, and I want our silver sneakers, I'll pack, um, you know, probably a Jordan One, Jordan Three. Um, but Ultra Boost is the first thing in the bag, no matter what. I, I, I just you can't tell me no. <laughs> okay, Ro, how much? I mean, how about I you? Think for me, it's not a question of Ultra Boost, but. I, this is going to sound bad. Whenever I go to an airport, I always feel like there's a 50% chance I'm going to get randomly selected. So that's why I try to go fly goies or something very in and out because I'm like, oh, got randomly selected again. I feel it's like, like uh, there's my 56 game hidden streak. But no, it's one of those things where I've actually got a trip scheduled to go to Japan for work and Ooh, going yeah. through the checklist now. One shoe that's definitely going to be there is the Kyrie 6 uh, Tokyo model because I think you do want to pay homage or respect to where you're visiting. But then on the other side, you also don't want to get got because you've dressed like a tourist because sometimes that's a neon flashing light like rob me, take advantage of me. Um, I think for my backup shoe, this is going to sound cheesy as hell, but why not? Let me go ahead and go ahead with that Monarch because – Usually, I take a page out of Mike's playbook. If I am visiting and I have the security, so to speak, of a couple of friends or family escorting me around or walking with me, then it's going to be a non-Uber day. So I got to make sure my feet are taken care of and say what we will about the Monarch. And God knows the internet has said everything about it. It's a comfy shoe to walk in. So if need be, I might even double up on the insoles and get my Dr. Scholl's on because that's a lot of walking and I don't want to make sure I leave a part of me behind, so to speak, in uh, <laughs> Tokyo or wherever I'm at. Robbie, how about you? Because I know you recently had gone to that Hawaii trip and it felt like you were almost celebrating my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy with the amount of Kanye product you were bringing to Hawaii. <laughs> when there was still Kanye product owned, yes. But I'm somewhere yes. between both of you. So the Monarch truly is... A mile-eating monster. You can put, you can log miles in that thing easily, yeah. especially if you're just walking with family. I think that's like the big traveling conversation you need to have with yourself, right? Like, am I going to go and like run in the morning or run in the evening while I'm out there? Or am I looking to put miles of walking? And you know the difference: yeah. like, twenty-mile hard running versus six <laughs> six hours of eating and walking, you know, hanging out. Um, so I live somewhere between the ultra boost and the Monarch. I like things like ultra boost, but like, um, you know, ons are great, but air maxes. I, my, my brain always goes to air maxes. Like, because at some point, be it 97 for an air max 97 or 1990 for an air max three or air max 90. Right. That was the pinnacle running machine mm-hmm. at the time. So, like, I always go through a mental checklist. I'm like, what would my forefathers' feet be comfortable in? <laughs> and, and I think, like, you know, grandpas in the 80s could get down on, you know, even like a, a trainer one should have enough within it to get you through a tourism day, right? But um, Air Max 90, 
Uh, the 90s, that's a good one. Yeah, the, the 90s a go-to. Uh, the Cloud Flyer is, is a go-to. Uh, honestly, a well-broken-in pair of Reebok questions do very well on like a on like an everyday walk depending yeah. on how hot it is that's when like my brain starts doing dumb things where it's just like all right the 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 setup of the question's great but the ventilation of the question yeah is that's not a great. fall winter stuff like that right spring travel shoe yeah but i yeah, definitely want to have something where it's like a memory right so if i have a photo of me taken on that vacation it's like oh i wore that off-white pair or i wore that cool yeah you know eames reebok collab or something you know yeah. i want to have something i can remember it by do either one of you do that like a, a staple I piece in, i think inadvertently i think you always have that one shoe like no matter what like i say i try to pack for space saving because there's always a bunch of crap getting put into a bag but i think inadvertently you still want to have that nice shoe you want to make sure that you go in there it's like you know what so if i'm packing for comfort again i like boost is my first train of thought I'll go Pharrell Human Race NMD. I got the NERD yep. pair. That's one of my go-tos. This has been taking some some beatings. It needs a good cleaning, but that's one of those. Hey, not everyone has that kind of a flashy shoe. Have that memory attached to it. Um, and then we talked about this the other day, even Superstar. So my was it the 82 Bape Superstar. I've taken that on a couple different trips with me because, again, I can be – Easy to pack, but oh my god, that's it's someone you know. You cross paths with another sneaker collector, sneakerhead. It's like, yo, you, you have that moment because you always, you know, no matter what we say, we still like to turn a little, you know, have a little head turner when it comes to our shoes and things like that. But make it still make sense, you know. No, and it's one of those things where Mike, you put it best. It's like inadvertent, but sometimes I also do feel the pressure because now whenever I do travel. Very rarely is it a vacation. It's either meeting family and, or meeting friends of the significant other that I wasn't able to meet the first go around whenever you are in that new relationship. And inevitably with that pressure comes the fact that, oh, are you the one that has the sneaker podcast or are you? On? And then it's like, I am. Just don't judge me by these monarchs. Or, <laughs> like you were saying, Mike, I don't know how your family is, but with my family, especially most of them residing in the greater northeastern Boston, Boston area, and they've got a little bit of attitude about it. They love to troll me in the sense that they know I'm highly competitive. So anytime I'm visiting the area, we have to play flag football. We have to play mud basketball. We have to play Wait, soccer. What is mud basketball? We got to come back to that at some point. Mud basketball is the dumbest thing in the world because I get called a prima donna because i don't want to play mud basketball but they have a hoop but the instead of hardwood it's like this muddy marsh and they want to play basketball in it it yes you know what thank you if for our listeners that are watching this on youtube if you can snip that clip of both mike and robbie turning their heads at the same time in different directions, i'm going to send that to my family now anytime they're like okay what's the run for mud basketball but anyway, I digress because now it's not even wanting to play the sport. It's wanting to troll your boy and it's wanting to ruin his nice pair of sneakers. So that's why when it comes to Northeastern travel, I'm only wearing Monarchs. The Singh family has been warned. See, row it. Back to the conversation. <laughs> no, no. I'm happy, I'm happy you said that because, I mean, let's say you're going to Disneyland or a high traffic place. Are you worried about the shoes you brought on vacation getting trashed or are you bringing them like personally – if I don't want them, if I'm not okay with those shoes getting royally effed up, then I shouldn't bring them on vacation because they're going to yeah. be in rotation heavily. But do you guys consider that too? Like, 
these can oh, be yeah. sacrificed to the gods if they need to be. A hundred percent. And that's what we're doing in December. We're going to Disney Disneyland in December. So now I have 11 months, 10 months to be like, huh, what can I pack? I mean, I need to go ahead and get on this cloud train because I feel like that's going to be something that needs to be purchased. One of those cloud uh, sneakers because there's no way in the world I'm about to walk around in basketball shoes Disneyland for a week. I refuse. I have a question for both of you. Like, is there low-key not a better feeling where whatever pair you've got on and you're in, in away from your home base you are visiting and somebody stops you and says, oh, is this that make and model? Or is this the shoe that XYZ happened in? And you're like, yes. And then you have that five to ten minute conversation. And then you're like, yes, I feel vindicated. So if I do step in that Maltov cocktail of dog poop, ice cream, and crazy glue, and these shoes are truly sacrificed to the gods, that's great. I had a conversation with Joe Schmo about the 1996 Olympics. So kudos to you, sir, because now I feel less shitty about my possible sneaker being ruined. But I like that anytime. So uh, it was about a week ago I wore my – military blue fours from 2012 to we ran errands and everywhere we went someone stopped me and asked me about my shoes or said something about my shoes my wife is like who what, what was that i'm like oh stage yeah they, they just asked me about my shoes i'm like although it's like kind of funny to say that's like 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 Rose said it's like hey look i made the right choice today i got a little bit of a conversation piece with somebody about the shoe yeah it goes back to Nick Engvall's mission statement at the end of every episode. Tell somebody you like their sneakers, and if they're on vacation, they're going to feel even better about it. Because we've all gone through that struggle of, I really want to stun on these hoes, but I don't want to ruin these shoes. Yeah. See, my, I mean, my, my ghost used to be flying it. <laughs> what's, what's funny is, I'm curious of the amount of sneakers, num- numerically, some of our listeners would bring on a trip. I'll get the numbers from you guys, but like on, on a seven-day... There is nothing of a worse feeling, few things worse than having to wear a pair of shoes to a situation where it's not the proper shoe. And so that's like just the one pair you happen to have with you. So you're, you're, you're SOL because that's what you have. Um, <laughs> I try to avoid that. So like I'll have if like my my nicer like quote unquote stunner shoe should be able to be worn to like a nice dinner also like mm-hmm. if, if it needs exactly. to be. But there also should be like a, a croc-like situation in there, which is best for, you know, being profiled at the airport like Rowe was talking about. But then I think there has to be something that could like go from the gym to a long scenic walk near the beach that could be taken off easily at the beach to walk barefoot in the sand with could be put back on and then like eaten at, I mean, worn while you eat a nice lunch. So for me, my bare minimum in like a seven day trip and my maximum at the same time, my max and minimum is three. I'm right there with you. I was going to say the same you thing. Three? three shoes. No, three the hard way. And yeah. to the listeners, if any of you have been proposed to or are proposed or planning to propose in a pair of Crocs, please let us know because we would love to be there because that lets us know that three truly is the magic number because that candle lit walk on the beach Moon Knight Serenade can only be completed with a pair of Crocs. I will not hear anything else. Jordan 11's Wired Tired. Crocs Action Mode? There you go. So it got to be a sport mode. Got to be ready sport to go. Mode. Sorry. Sorry. That <laughs> you know I'm a Croc noob. So, okay. If you're gone, I don't know if you're gone ever more than seven days, but does that number ever change? It's like if you're gone 14 days, do you double? Do you, do you not have six pairs? 
No, you can't. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's just too much. It's too. I mean, I guess for 14 days you're packing a lot anyway. But I can't pack six shoes. I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm a size 10, and that's too much for me to be packing. I can't. You were yours like a size 13, Robbie. Like it's you're annoying. literally packing a whole extra suitcase for shoes. But see, people, I have specifically friends at this off the top of my head at Nike who go on Nike work trips and who have a literal duffel bag just full of like that five makes pairs of sense Nikes. Though. Don't, why that's though? Nike trip. Be, th- that's that's your job. That's your job. So? Fly, bro. <laughs> and uh, for future Nike employees, I'm planning. I've got a week long trip scheduled for Japan. I will be bringing three and i may push it to two because i'm truly trying to get the most out of my monarchs because i forgot i had them and they've been stuffed in a suitcase for the last two months i'm gonna get you a fresh pair of monarchs man dude we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get a custom one done for you we get, we get, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, let's get back to the newest ad in the discord that was the tradition that we were trying to blossom so oh no anyway. you should get a like on a very serious note have like konichiwa like written on that you know get them custom, a custom pair of like japanese oh, get, monarchs would japanese be sick yeah cherry well, I mean, blossom if only we knew a Ooh, shoe customizer in our discord hmm, who could that be i was like hmm, who you could you cherry blossom like, i got you Yahoo! i got you Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dude, sweet. i couldn't go to japan with a without an empty duffel bag and sending stuff back home because oh we, yeah we plan on going to asia at some point and i already told my wife that look Ignore all of the uh, baggage fees we're gonna have because I'm, I'm about to just act a fool. See, speaking of empty duffels, have you guys ever done the move where if you're going somewhere, you tell people, "Hey, I'm not gonna bring all my shoes because I'm planning on buying a shoe at that location," because that sometimes comes in clutch. See, that's Guilty. that was the that was my ending question: is Do you guys buy shoes when you're yes. out? Yes, on I, vacation. I, yes. I have a problem. Yes, <laughs> Rowan, how about you? If do I you buy shoes? Somewhere shoe related, like. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it. I think if we're being honest with ourselves, a lot of our brethren and sisterin have also done that. The question is, what do you do with that surplus pair? Like, I know I try to make a habit of like gifting it to somebody where I'm visiting, so I just literally might need it for one event, and then it's given to the streets. So if it's a nephew, if it's a friend of a friend, even if it's a stranger that sometimes asks me a good question, be like, you know what? I kind of want to do that now because I've called my shot, so to speak, like Babe Ruth. But I will give you my pair of sneakers that I buy in random city in the United States. If you come up to me, say you're a listener of the Sneaker History Podcast, I'll figure something out. I'll Venmo <laughs> that's gonna you. going to happen tomorrow. Oh, I know it is. And that's fine because then that tells me the brand is brolic. There it is. He will make it work. I am weird. I, I guess I'm not weird, but I will not buy a pair of shoes on vacation. Like I have no sales tax in Portland and I can get them – most likely way cheaper than what I'm going to get them. I don't care what the situation is. You got is. better. Yeah, you got better options. So I'm here in Houston. If I, let's say when I, some years back when me and my buddy went out to California, I'm like, yeah, I'm buying something. Like, I don't know. Like they had so many more options. It was like, I couldn't help it. Like when I go to a place that has just a surplus of sneakers, that is a better sneaker community than where I live. I, it's, it's a problem. Like this is going down. But to kind of take this and pivot slightly more, Robbie, I'm fortunate enough to call you a friend. I think you're more of an apparel vacation buyer than you are footwear. I do love a buyer. dated or time-stamped T-shirt or sweatshirt. So yes, I'm I'm a sucker for an article of clothing. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and if the right, yeah, I mean, for example, Hawaii has a lot of 
island discounts because it's like an international hub for retail shopping, you know, from Asia, right? So there I'll do a little shopping. But yeah, by and large, I will avoid it like the plague. What if you found something? So, okay, Hawaii. So if you, you wander yourself into Kith, Hawaii, you find Air Force One, you know, exclusively for Kith, Hawaii. Would you oh. say, no, I'm not going to buy that? I was like, you know what? What's well, Michael, buying retail. That is a pipe dream because that situation doesn't exist. Um, I got you. I'm giving you the most obscure situation just to make sure that we're on the doesn't. same point. Like, hey, hey, shut up. Oh, see, look, you're trying, you're well, trying to make no, that happen. Both times <laughs> I've asked it. It's like, I will pay you. <laughs> To let me buy the man off the mannequin, they won't let you. If they have a pair, in, they have to have at least one pair inside. So if they have one pair, you can't buy them. But if they have two pairs, you can buy them. So yeah, I mean, there's no such, there's no there's no item that any boutique sells of any sneaker brand where I can't get a discount on it in Portland. I'm trying to work at New Balance. I just don't like New Balances. I don't ever hit them up. But I could get like forty percent off on New Balance if I wanted to. I just don't like well, I, just don't, I don't buy new balances now, now that i know this just, just buy size tens because they'll help your boy out a ton right no no robbie have you had this situation happen because it's not even uh no it is primarily a portland thing like i will go somewhere and buy a sneaker and I, the sneaker will be let's say 120 bucks and then when i get ring up it's like 144 i'm like what the hell is this oh, yeah. no i didn't buy socks but it's like, sir, this is tax. I was like, oh. Welcome to Texas then, and you come down here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but then the other thing is as well, like the discount travels as well with you. So if you got that black badge and you're going to an outlet store because that's the key move as a Nike employee, that discount will always, always help. So then you even negate this concept of – I don't even know how to pronounce it again. I will say tax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this tax you speak of? <laughs> no taxation without representation, you lobster back. I wish so that was a thing because – I was like, uh, I wish that was real life, but uh, this, <laughs> the city of Portland has got me for seven hundred and forty bucks today because I made over X amount of dollars. So I helped pay for free childcare today. Oh, so man, that's why that's the big reason why I don't ever shop like uh, that. I for looked at my W two and I was like, oh, I just paid someone's whole salary somewhere. Fantastic for the year. Yeah, right, but that's how she. That's how the cookie breaks. So, <laughs> listeners, when you're traveling, are you thinking about these things? Are you, are you pondering your tax situation with your, with your local, <laughs> with your, with your local state? Tax uh, history coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what are your deciding factors of what shoes you bring, what you buy when you're there, and how, and everything in between. So, drop us a like, leave us a comment. However you want to engage with us would be fantastic. Make sure you're following at Sneaker History on all major platforms. Um, there's a baby crying in the back, so somebody, somebody go and tell, tell, tell us what your uh, tell us tell us what your your handles are, sir. Baby <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> well, my own child wants to know where they can find me. Apparently, uh, literally you can find me here, of course, on Sneaker History. Literally, <laughs> for Sneaker History, find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatch789. You can, of course, find me on Instagram. Oh, not Instagram, but uh, YouTube at Mike Gillery. So, check it on out. Perfect. You can find me at Twitter at Rohizi on Instagram at RoadM13. Like I said previously, I'm on a bunch of social media networks because Twitter was thought to be dead, but it's still alive. Maybe I'll activate one of those many accounts, but I'm a part of the greater sneaker history, exhaust note, cinematic universe. Robbie, how about yourself? 
It's find me at Sneaker History, man. The algorithm's crushing everyone's life, so I don't even care if you can find me on my... <laughs> don't look at the analytics. It hurts. I don't even you care. Know what? Don't follow me. No yeah, followers right. for 2023. Get out of it. No new friends. <laughs> negative. I want negative followers. But all right, oh, listeners. Guys. I want to take followers away from Sneaker... No, I don't. I, please, no, put, put them all here. Put them all here. Please funnel them to Sneaker History. Sorry, Nick. Please don't fire me. <laughs> please don't Okay, everybody. Peace. See ya. See ya. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.